You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um... As you'd imagine, at the moment, we, we covered some pretty varied ground. We did, yes. Uh, we talked about cutting your own hair. We yeah, apparently the sales of clippers and haircutting equipment are up on Amazon as people contemplate not being able to go to the barbers or the hairdressers. So uh, we spoke to uh, the sports barber, Rob from Turnstiles, about that. Kevin Day joined us, friend of the show, comedian. Um, yeah. We had a chat with him. We wished happy uh, birthday to Bumble, David yeah. Lloyd. David Lloyd's fun. birthday today, although uh, it's it's an unusual one. It is. And we delve back into the archive for a bit more of our Russian odyssey, and uh, you'll hear about the trip, overnight trip to uh, St. Petersburg. From Moscow, that's right. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I'm loving Mike's suggestions. And uh, Mike, this uh, is Mike Ward. Yeah, Mike Ward, every every he's been joining us this week uh, at just before the end of the show, just to talk us through some of the pick of the non-sporting stuff uh, on TV. I've I've gone for one of his. You went for one of his last night, didn't you? But you I, treated it like sport. I did. I uh, I basically sat down with my book and started to log back in time to the corner shop. I thought this is so depressing. <laughs> I'm really missing football. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided because you're going to tell Mike about it later on. I watched I am. Donald Trump and Henry VIII, you know, um, the, the comparisons between the Are two. Are they similar? Um, well, look, there are obvious comparisons. Uh, I watched that on Monday night. It's, it. I mean, I'm not sure. Which it's just, Melania then? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Apart from the obvious, obviously, yeah. I'm not sure it sustains an hour. Let's uh, let's be honest. But um, it was intriguing. I'd love to have been in the pitch meeting when someone went. Okay, so we got this idea. Is compare. We get historians in and people like Matt Fry kind of commentate this Channel Four News, and we basically compare Henry VIII with this sort of bit of docudrama and Donald Trump. <laughs> And you think, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, we'll say, okay, we'll take it. Yeah. Did, the, the, uh, did Henry, did he have an odd, odd hairstyle? Yeah, it, no, it wasn't so much. It was a bit, of, you know, it was, a, it was a bit more depth to it than that. It wasn't the way they looked. It didn't look a lot alike, <laughs> no, did alike. they, really? But anyway, we'll come on to that. But later. anyway, I decided, because I was, I got a bit down about it, and I thought, you know what? Got a bit down about what? what about logging this programme back in time. Well, no one made you do it. No, but I've got to, have I've got to talk about something. So then I realised, I thought, well, you know what? For mm. my mental health, what I need yeah. is a good sports documentary. Yeah. And I'm going to do that every night. I'm going Watch Every telly. night you're going to watch one yeah, sports Yeah, I'm going to watch telly with the wife, do all the other stuff. They want to catch up box sets. But I am going to make sure I get my fix of sport. Otherwise, my equilibrium is gone. I no, mean, I understand. You know, and uh, oh, oh, such a good one. I chose a brilliant one, the Greasy documentary on BT. Oh, yes, it's terrific. Talking of Donald Trump, the sh- it starts with him laughing at Greasy's Doug Ellis joke. It you does. Think, you think, oh, yeah, he really knows who Doug Ellis is. We should have known, shouldn't we? <laughs> And uh, just, uh, you know, what what a player he was, Greavesy. I mean, before he got the illness, before the thing that put him out of the... that really slowed him down, actually, he was never quite... They said Norman Gillen, never quite the same player. He was Messi-like. He was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, even at Milan. I mean, today we hear stuff about players being unhappy and it's affected his form and he's not quite the right same player. But Greavesy was so unhappy at Milan, but he just kept still scoring goals. Yeah. It was like he couldn't... Pitches that, that you wouldn't even be able to control the ball now. It's it's incredible. And you realise that the, the cup final, the 1962 cup final, was like the Super, super Bowl. 
Mm. It's such a big game. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget. So it's a really interesting. I mean, the finish. I think the footage. I thought that I'd, I'd not, the I'd not seen a lot of those very early goals for for Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, tremendous. Um, but it's worth watching the quality of the goals on the considering the surfaces he was playing. Yeah, the on. finish on a bobbly pitch against Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, he yeah. was a, some player, and you know, you have to you you hear his story, and you, you have nothing but respect really for for what he went through and how he came out the other side. I so got, yeah, I've only got halfway through, so. I think I've gone up to the World Cup, but there's a great bit with Alf Ramsey in the way Alf spoke. He said, uh, the reporter says, any injuries, Alf? He went, yes, Greaves will have to be of stitches. He's got this <laughs> gesh on his leg. He's almost South African. It's just strange yeah, it was, way of speaking. It was but really odd. We've mentioned before that it would slip because he, he took the elocution. Uh, elocution lessons. He was a bit, it's a bit like Lionel Jeffries, wasn't he, Sir Alf Ramsey? <laughs> yeah, he was. But then he'd, <laughs> he'd slip back into old Sergeant Major, and he'd say, "Well, yes, training went well this morning, but uh, we had a few injury issues in the last half hour." <laughs> oh, 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 oh. But he was he just occasionally slipped back into Dagenham. He couldn't help himself. It was great. But it's funny. It's something that you brought up in the meeting that we're going to do tomorrow about with sporting memories, and I know you're going to explain it further yeah. as we go on. But watching the cup final against Chelsea in 1967. I remember it so well. It all came. Flood- I was there. Yeah, and yeah. Flooding back before to me. my time. Yeah, that you know, really so when I started going. Sixty-one. I was there for his last game for Chelsea, but I don't remember. I was only about twenty. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was about eight or eighteen. Nine. I was yeah. eight. <laughs> Terrible man you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to Nicole Appleton. Oh, yeah. She's given birth to a little girl. It's got a bit of a sporting connotation. This. Really? She's called the little girl Skipper. Blimey, what's her brother called? Gaffer. <laughs> a bit odd, isn't it? What a strange name, Skipper. But fair enough. Well yeah. done to them. That's, so, a, that's, quite, that's quite a nice name, actually. A bit it's, different, it's not really a name, is it? Skipper. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you become, you're, all, you're a ready-made captain of the team. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. From that point of view, it's a good thing. I'm quite excited. I got a notification today uh, online that my new... I ordered this at Christmas, probably because of the problems in China. It hasn't arrived yet. But it's on its way. It's a, it's a new 3D cricket game. I don't know if you ever remember Ian Botham's test match. It's like a proper... The figures... It's a bit like Sabutio cricket, but there's a bowler and the ball comes down his arm. Oh, yeah. You, you get a chance to work the batsman. So I'll be bringing that in. That'll be live sport next that, week. Yeah, we'll be filming that. That's on its social way. media. That's yeah. on its way. I'm it's not excited. arrived yet, though. Well, it's on its way. I've had notification from the people. It's in transit. So hopefully, how much it cost? Oh, about forty quid. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. it should be just like the real thing then. Oh, it's terrific. I'll, you have a look at it. It's, I'll, I'll put the name of it. Up. I can't remember what it's called now. But okay. Uh, All right. We'll have a look yeah. a bit later. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Uh, coming up this afternoon, um, we're going to kick off talking a bit of football because there is an awful lot of talk about, obviously, the fixture logjam and how things are likely to uh, pan out in the long run. And it does feel more and more, Dave Kidd write about it in the summer, we're going to talk to John Cross about it shortly. That, And we did mention this yesterday. The, the, the one competition that we'll have to give next season as we play catch-up will be the League Cup. You cannot see how that can that's yeah. going to be able as to work. As long as the lower clubs are compensated, as long as the right thing is done, then people can accept this for a season. You know, we're going to have to be flexible and generous and decent, and that's the only way through this minefield. It is, you yeah. Know? And so that's what's going to have to happen. This is what's going to have to happen. Uh, we will take your calls this afternoon. You know, Andy is often reluctant. I don't know why. It's just he's, he's, he's why. a man who's basically spent his whole life socially isolating. <laughs> I so got put off in the two thousand and two World Cup. That's what it was. You got but just by one call. Whoever you were, you came on one day and you said Nicky Butt. It was about four days after the game, and you said Nicky Butt was immense. We all knew he'd been immense. We knew he'd been immense like half an hour after the game. We didn't need this bloke to come on three or something. Callers, Nicky Butt was immense. I was saying, I'm never taking another call ever again on this station. Ideally, ideally, we need people to call in and say, Nicky Butt is still immense. And examples, if you've seen Nicky subsequently and you've got reasons why he was immense, we'd love to hear from you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, as you're probably aware, there's very, very little racing going on in the world at the moment. Some in South Africa and also uh, some in Hong Kong. Happy Valley remains uh, open, doesn't it, Andy? Oh, yes. And uh, the good people at Sky uh, Sky, uh, Sports Racing, they are bringing you that. 
So um, we thought we might have a little virtual punt. And the way we did it, a bit like you used to do back in the day. You, you can't really study. We well, can study the form if you like, but we're just working on that. The thing that the, the resonance. Our producer Jamie is producing us today because our uh, system, uh, our producer John is is off. He's having. He's in. He's in isolation. He is. He? Yeah, the guys yeah. Uh, he uh, he shares his flat with are, are all. Uh, uh, showing some symptoms, so John is not with us at the moment. I mean, it's early days. We don't think they've got it, but you just can't be too no, careful. No, you've got to be, so you've yeah, got yeah. To err on the side of caution. Of so uh, Jamie was listening yesterday, and uh, he, he used to go to a club in Watford called Oceanus, and that was one of the horses. <laughs> so he got on that. That was the reason, and of course, it won. He did. Yes. So um, you can do quite well out of this virtually punting. So Andy, give us the runners and riders, and I'll, I'll choose one, and you can choose one. The listeners can as well. Well, it's the one forty-five at Happy Valley. It's the Magnolia Handicap. Oh, of course, yeah. It's quite a big race, 79 grand to the winner. Okay. Uh, number one, Magnificent 14. Uh, uh, got any tie-up to the work no. in number 14? Packing Joy 31. <laughs> that's that's, that's not, I can't get much it's out of that. a horse, is it? Beauty Happy 14. These are very strange. <laughs> These commentators' nightmare. Rupert Bell would have a problem with this. Real Busy 24. What? Aren't the numbers the numbers of the horses? I don't think they're in the names. Aren't they real busy would be them? Why do you keep giving well, no, the numbers number, out? No, no, because it's number two, Packing Joy 31. They've all got, ne- they've all got well, numbers. Leave the numbers off. It's just confusing <laughs> things. Leave the set, just, leave the, just give us the names. Okay. Uh, magnificent, Packing Joy, yeah. Beauty Happy, mm. Real Busy, yeah. Surrealism, Alkari, Thunder Stomp, yeah. Heavenly Thought, Sunshine Warrior, Hercules... Total Power, Starship, and The Weatherman. I'm on The Weatherman. So, of, what, for, uh, John for John Ketley. I'm yeah. on The Weatherman as well, Andy. With both <laughs> Surrealism, <laughs> apparently. Andy Smart. John Ketley's not on The Weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> but Surrealism, Andy Smart's actually had a bet on. Oh, for goodness yeah. sake. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. That's his bet. So uh, weigh in based on that, then. Whatever you fancy, and hopefully you'll get a winner. We'll give you the result of the 145. Um, number 14. Well, Uncle Number 14, wasn't there? I think I remember saying no, David, didn't David ha- Ginola. Beauty win? Happy. Didn't David, oh, that was okay. Yeah, the Number 14 was immaterial, wasn't it? So, okay. Uh, it says, <laughs> Botham Harbrough says, maybe Beaky can watch the DVD of the playoff match between Northampton and Tranmere, wasn't he? he no, it was, no, it wasn't Northampton and Mansfield. Mansfield, That's who yeah, the game was Oxford. between. Mansfield, so that we can finally establish who won. That's right, from the infamous clip. Anyway, um, one of the things they're talking about at the moment is uh, it's going to be quite difficult for you as time goes on to maybe go and get a haircut. So a lot of us may be walking around, people of a certain age, looking like we're going for a midlife crisis. Yeah. With quite a lot of uh, hair going down our backs. So obviously, because it's quite an intimate... <laughs> Not me, you understand. No, but it's quite an intimate process, isn't it? Going to, going to the barbers, going to the hairdressers, somebody who's quite close to you, they've well, got to be in your face We saw often. that thing from China with the six-foot sh- shears. You yeah. Know, the scissors at the end of the six-foot shears. So um, apparently there's been a run on clippers and run on uh, hair cutting equipment on Amazon and beyond because people are contemplating cutting their own Ooh, hair that could be which bad. sounds like a disaster doesn't it um, Rob <laughs> Albury runs the footballing barbers uh, turnstiles and uh, he joins us now uh, good afternoon Rob good afternoon chaps how are you good, good thank you I mean have you noticed a drop off in business um, in the last few days um, not yet, no. I think people are coming in and talking as if this is going to be their last haircut for a while. Mm. But uh, as of this week, you know, we're still still up and trading and still doing okay. I mean, it's, as I said, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? By, by definition, you have to get quite close to people to, to cut their hair. You're going to be in their faces at times and they're going to be in yours. So do you or any of your That's staff right. have concerns? Yes, of course, yeah. Like everybody's got concerns, yeah. We do everything in the shop possible to keep it as clean as possible. And and, uh, I've washed my hands so many times in the last couple of weeks that they're starting to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need to panic buy some hand cream. It's true. The the clippers, though, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because I remember the first time my wife got them, I'm talking about, like 25 years ago, Mm. I would imagine, at least. And my boy was playing in a cup final the next day, so I said to him, I'll give you a footballer's haircut. So with the clippers, and I completely ruined his hair, like big bald patches he had all over yeah. his head. I wonder why that is, because you haven't got a clue what you're doing, <laughs> especially as your wife's a hairdresser. Why, why didn't you let her do it? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> just took the clippers to his kid's head. What a business. I mean, cutting your own hair. I mean, It's difficult, isn't it? Shaving your own head is one thing, Rob. A lot of people do that. But uh, cutting, cutting your own hair, yeah. I mean, that is, that is high. That's, do you, I mean, do you, do you even do yours? Would you even try it? Well, I can, I can cut my own hair, yeah, although I don't. 
But, um, yeah, I'll give one piece of advice to people. Don't do it. <laughs> wait until... Just enjoy having a bit more hair mm. and uh, wait until everything goes back to normal because, you know, when people have come in and cut their own hair before, um, it's usually quite a good... Uh, uh, or a repair job is needed. Yeah. What, what do they tend to do wrong? They just, I mean, just, what is it just all over the shop, is it? Well, as you said earlier, you mm. know, if you've, if, you, if you've got a crew cut, that's not too bad. Yeah. As long as you remember to put the right attachment comb mm. length on it. We've had stories of people not putting any comb on at all and then going straight through it and taking it all off. Right. <laughs> um, really. <laughs> but if you actually have got a hair style, mm. um, yeah, I mean, what do you do? You're just kind of like att- attempting to do something. You have no idea what you're doing. So, yeah, that can go seriously wrong. So, yeah, people, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, footballers, you know, they often fly hairdressers in, but I don't suppose they'll be able to do that. If they're in isolation, they won't be able to do that. But I think you're right, though, Robert. I mean, our own assistant producer today is producing Jamie. He took advantage yesterday and went and had his hair done and his beard done because you're right, people don't know when they're, they're going to be able to do it again. So I would imagine you have been busy this week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, my wife cuts her own hair, and uh, but I have to. She do, is a hairdresser. She's a hairdresser, but yeah. I have to. I have to do the finish the back because she can't see the back, so I have to do the back. Really? Oh yeah. You ever put a little Nike tick in there for a bit of fun? <laughs> that would be very tempting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Good idea. So uh, you'll carry on regardless, Rob, until until you're told otherwise. I mean, I'm yeah, just very until interested. Until told yeah. otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be carrying on, yeah, and uh, you know, obviously grateful with people keeping. Keeping us all going, yeah. everybody in the trade. So. These are worrying times. Everybody in, in, in you know, your high street business like that. You, I, have you, I, you got probably got restaurants and pubs and everything nearby you, and you speak to local shopkeepers. They're going through at the moment, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to have a tremendous party when this is all finished. Yeah, it's like a big hair cutting party. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant, Rob. So, yeah. uh, Turnstiles, it's in Station Road East in Oxted in uh, Surrey. Uh, you want your football right. Get it's your haircuts while you can. It's got a real football theme uh, as the barbers. So, if you're in that part of the world, uh, go and support uh, Rob and the gang. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Rob. All the best. Yes. Uh, there we are, this uh, Rob from Turnstiles in uh, Surrey, the football barber. If if you've ever cut your own hair, um, we're very interested to hear from you. Oh, yeah. How did it go? Um, Call us up. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but Andy, can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait for them calls. Um, 08717 Talk us through what went wrong. Maybe you can send pictures on social media. At TSHNJ, um, text 81089, tweet to yeah, T-S-H-N-J, T-S-H-A-N-D-J at talksport.com if you want to uh, get in touch this afternoon forward slash H-N-J on anything. But if you've gone down that route, if you've tried a bit of self-grooming, because they're saying that obviously people are having their nails done and all the other things that they get done, going to cut back or possibly uh, give up on them at the moment. So let us know uh, this afternoon. Uh, Denise has been in touch. She is uh, going for surrealism. She's with Andy Smart. Not because she studied the form like him, Five is her lucky number. Well, that's good. So uh, what are you on and why in the... uh, There's a horse called Total Power. That's going for Paddy. It could be 145 at Happy Valley. It's one of the few races that's still surviving. It's on Sky Sports Racing. And we'll bring you the result uh, very shortly. We'll also have a chat with Bumble. Uh, It is David Lloyd's birthday today, and he's self-isolating. Uh, he'll be telling us more and telling us what he's getting up to, apart from that, uh, in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Ben Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Uh, we're just going to get to Bumble Up uh, very shortly. Uh, in the meantime, oh, he's there. Let's get him now. Okay. Um, because uh, it's his birthday. 73 years young uh, today is David Lloyd. And uh, he hoped to be in uh, Sri Lanka working on his birthday. Um, but he's in the garden. Well, maybe not this minute. But he is certainly, <laughs> he is certainly self-isolating. Uh, Bumble, happy birthday. Thank you very much. He's very quiet. Yes, I'm sure he's sure. not the one you had planned. No, no, well, I should have been in goal, mm. and and I was ready to go, and then it got called off. So, a uh, sensible thing to do. I never expected to go, to be honest. Um, but I mean, what a shock to everybody worldwide. Of course, yeah. How are you feeling yourself? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. Um, I'm in that seventy plus group, and you know, <laughs> I want to go down the pub. <laughs> and, and see me mates. I go every night, half past five till half past six, early doors. But you know, you just can't. I just can't go. Anyway, what we're doing is remote drinking. Right. Okay. <laughs> you, what, you're all sort of skyping each other or something. Or? Yeah, no, just what are you having? Well, I'm just having a bottle of this or a bottle of that. And <laughs> um, but it, I mean, I know people are still going. It, it's a bit ambiguous that. You know, they're saying don't go to the pub, don't go to the restaurants, but but they're still open. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's very difficult for are, them. Are people we, still we going to your local? Are, you, are, there, are there some of the boys still going? Some of the people still going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you kind of feel guilty saying it, but, I mean, a lot of the pubs are guilty about opening because they don't quite know what to do, and a lot of the drinkers don't know whether they should be there or not. Drinking outside. Well, I was, it's, a, it's called Archive. It's a bar, and it's next door to one called the Chiverton Tap. Hmm. And and the the sort of craft ale bars, it's just like a room. Yeah. And and it's the regulars. Everybody knows everybody, and and the the ales change all the time. Oh. Um, and you become a creature of habit. Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. And, it, and so when it's something like this, and of course people think, well, it's oh, it's not going to happen to me. And but you've just got to take the advice. I'll be watching the bulletins. And these scientists, they're the top of the profession. They're bang on. And then that chancellor comes on and he, he does his bit succinctly. And you understand what he's saying. Mm. I'm not so sure about the bloke in the middle. <laughs> but Bumble, you yourself, I mean, it, there's been lots of advice for people over 17. You're 73 today. But I would say that, you know, touch wood, you're as fit as any bloke at least 10, 15 years younger. I mean, you keep yourself in good nick, don't you? And so, well, you, you know, I mean, it, it's yeah. like anything else. You look after yourself. I mean, it's work hard, play hard. And, you know, what I've, what I've done over the years, um, I eat properly, I get me exercise. I should do more exercise than I do. Um, but, it, it, you know, I'm lucky that I, I love a drink, but I can't drink, if you know what I mean. I go to, I go to the pub for the social aspect yeah. of being with my mates and chatting about all sorts of different things. Um, and I think the pub is a community. It's an essence of life that you go down and, and you see familiar faces and you have a chat. And I just do an hour and go home. So yeah, just just sitting home, that you're right. Just sitting home having a having a beer is is not really what it's about, is it? It's not the beer itself; it's the company. It, it's exactly that. It, it's the company that you go out and and then new company comes in. All right, mate, how are you doing? Come and sit with us, mm. and and you you get a good story going. Um, and and I go in pubs, and it might be my age, but the, the, there's nobody worse for drink. Yeah, you don't yeah. get any of that in, in these bars. It, it, you, you don't get any of that. 
Yeah, we should talk a bit of cricket because uh, we're all missing it like mad. Although, thanks to Sky's Cricket Channel, there's plenty of uh, old ar- archive documentaries, plenty of cricket to watch. Uh, but the coming season, uh, people are concerned. Michael Atherton writing in the Times today saying the county championship may have to go to make room for all the other cricket. Yeah, I, I think that will happen. I, there's nothing direct coming out, but you know, there's always a bit of smoke coming out the chimney, and. You know, I wouldn't expect there to be any cricket before July, mm. um, and that would mean that the county championship may suffer in that respect. I'd be sad if that happened because I'm a champion of county cricket. It's where cricketers learn to be cricketers. Yeah. It's a county championship. The rest is like icing on the cake. It's where you earn your money and entertain and so on. But you learn the game by playing four-day domestic county cricket. The, the the counties obviously make all their money really from, most of their money from T20 Bumble and that, that's going to be the one although they're going to want to fit the 100 in somehow because it's the first year of it but T20 is, is the cash cow so that's the one thing they're probably going to prioritise yeah well I mean that it, it's 138 matches and my own personal view is nobody else's just me I think it, it's too many matches is, is the T20 blast mm. but it is the cash flow for the counties yeah that that gives them the money to on a weekly basis to to operate. Um, but getting back to championship cricket, county cricket, um, it, it, it's a tradition. Forget that. It's how cricketers learn to play cricket. Young kids coming in playing at academies, then they play second eleven, then they get in the first team, and you might just realise, yeah, hang on, this is not just as easy as it as it looked, and you develop your game, and then the rest of it is developed on top of that. Your one-day internationals, your T20s, your 50-over game, the 100 when it comes in. My own view is I'm real sad for cricket because I don't think cricket has been any better in my lifetime or in my time in cricket. I don't think it's been more vibrant than it is right now. Well, Bumble, have a lovely day. Uh, Enjoy it as much as you can. You, You certainly won't forget it as a birthday, will you? Well, I, I mean, I'm like everybody else, lads. I mean, withdrawal symptoms. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just a proper bloke. I want me racing, I want me football, me rugby, me boxing. There is none. I know. It's, I know. it's tough. Know. But you just think when it comes back, that first pint in your local with your mates, uh, with the cricket on or the football in the background, just, just imagine that. Picture that. Uh, well, I will do. I hope they're still there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> happy birthday, Bumble. All the best. Thanks, lads. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday. There we are, David Lloyd there, 73 yeah. today. I mean, um, no, no, yes, no disrespect to county cricket, though. I mean, obviously, the members love it. But, I mean, if you could play it behind closed doors, it wouldn't be that different. Yeah, I just think if if that was the first thing to come back, you'd probably like have about 15, 20,000. Yeah, like All the these blokes, Dennis Compton. these guys who've <laughs> not true. played in front of crowds like that wonder what the heck was going on. We got the result of the 145 at Happy yes. Valley. Um, the winner was um, Sunshine Warrior. Uh, yeah. Heavenly Thought was second Real Busy uh, was third Surrealism which uh, I think uh, a couple of the TalkSport listeners were on as well as uh, Andy Smart in fourth Weatherman Nowhere Weatherman Nowhere that's terrible yeah. anyway we asked you earlier on have you ever cut your own hair because it seems it's been a big run people can't go to uh, the barbers or the hairdressers potentially uh, soon with everything that's going on um, it's a bit of a close social interaction so mm. um what are the alternatives? Cut your own hair. There's been a run on clippers and, and hair cutting kits. Uh, Rob from Turnstiles told us that's a bad idea. Shirley uh, has joined us. Good afternoon, Shirley. Hello. Hiya. Uh, yeah, lovely to talk to you. Uh, you joined yeah. us on Christmas Eve, didn't you? You're in the I studio. I did. I had the best day, second best day of my life. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you don't really count as a caller, though. She doesn't know fun. you. She counts as a caller. She's called in. She counts as a caller. Um, yeah. So she's more friend of the show, I'd say. Well, okay. Well, that's that's on the cusp. So Shirley, uh, everybody's caller is a future friend of the show. Yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. Absolutely right. Apart from the bloke who said Nicky Butt was immense. But so Shirley, oh, oh no, Nicky Butt's lost like. Yes, of course he is. I'm not denying that. So uh, you did you cut your own hair? I don't mean it wasn't. It was you cut your husband's, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah. Well, it was going through a dead important meeting, probably oh. one of the most important ever, pitching for um, you know for. Custom, etc. It, yeah. it was electronics, nothing else. And um, he uh, he said to me, "Oh God, I haven't got time to go to the hairdressers. Will he cut me hair?" Mm. So I said, well, "Well, I've got the dog's clippers." <laughs> 
So I put the number three on whatever, you know, the, the, the guard on yeah. to cut his hair with the dog's clippers. And unfortunately, they were a bit wobbly. The, um, the, the guard fell off oh. and I did a great big stripe of bald head in the, you know, like at the, up the back of his head. Nice, nice. And he's not the person. So um, the customers and the people he was pitching to would have been able to see it. And I didn't know what to do. He sort of said, what's the matter? And I just started laughing. <laughs> Because I'd oh. cut a big stripe in his head. So uh, I wasn't the most popular hairdresser on the earth, and he hasn't let me do it since. Did he? So he went to the meeting with the pitch with the hair. Did he? Travis Bickle. I suppose, yeah. He had a little funny story to come in with, did he? Or well, he, he said I was trying to. Um, uh, razor the back, uh, the name of the company in the back of his head, and it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, fantastic. So ASL, because that's the name of the company at the time, and he said I was trying to put ASL in the back of his head, and it went wrong. I think they understood, but uh, it was it was one of those awful moments when you look at it and think, oh, yeah. oh my God, what have I done? Oh yeah. So uh, needless to say. Um, I don't cut his hair anymore. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, Jeff wants to know what was the best day of your life. I take it was the it was the wedding, was it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we thought we'd qualify that. We thought we'd qualify that. Brilliant. So, well, brilliant. Thank, Thank you. you, Shirley. All the best. Catch up with you soon. Take care. The best day of my life was when my husband went to play at Manchester United. Oh, okay. So that's so that's the, was that the third or was that the, that's the best day or the second? That sec- was the best day. Oh, that's Coming the best to day. see you was the second best day. Right. Okay. And the wedding was probably somewhere along the line. <laughs> oh, okay. Lovely <laughs> to know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Um, we've been delving into the archive um, and taking you back to uh, Russia 2018. I think we were destined for the Euros. That won't be happening now, certainly not until 2021. So we go back to a time when you could travel, uh, well, it was Russia, relatively freely (laughs) around the the country to bring you a football tournament. And uh, this was um, our trip from Moscow to St. Petersburg. Overnight. Overnight. Here we go. So, uh, when we realised we were moving from Moscow to St. Petersburg, yeah. rather than getting the, f- the plane or the fast train, yeah. we quite liked the idea of getting an overnight sleeper train, didn't we? Well, we heard it's called the party train. This, yeah. this we're yet to find out. But uh, So, we're on that way now. We just got in the cab. He was playing the Russian version of the Laughing Policeman as we got in. <laughs> I think he's an ex-copper the way he's driving. Um, pursuit driver. And... Yeah. None of the seatbelts. We all being well, we will get on the train at some (laughs) point. That's the theory, anyway. uh, I've I've promised to keep you awake when I tell you ghost stories. (laughs) I ran the story past one of our uh, exec producers, Catherine. It frightened the life out. Did it really? It's true, honestly. Yeah, yeah, really freaked her out. (laughs) Well, I didn't sleep at all last night, so okay. Well, that's it. Really help. Uh, So uh, that's all to come. Um, Yeah. See if we can get you a bag of plain crisps. That's the most important thing. To the buffet. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, have you got a weather report for along the journey? No, I I can't. I can't tell you any of that stuff. Anyway, uh, here we go. Well, uh, we've walked halfway to St Petersburg, getting finding our carriage at the complete other end of the train. Yeah, we nearly died in the taxi as well on the way. And we seem to be walking past lots of people who had like a little lounge area and a bed area. I know, I don't know what's but going on. But what we've here. got is a lounge come bed area. Well, we haven't got any bedding. Basically, we've got a couple of pillows uh, and we're going to sleep on the seats, aren't we? Really? We have got fruit, though. Yeah, we have got, argue got, with that. we've got fruit and a couple of dry rolls and some water. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it's fir- yeah, honestly, it's first class It's first class all the way. We're looking at our executive booking officer now. I don't think there's no danger of Hercule Poirot turning up, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's uh, exactly yeah. the I mean, there we go. There we are. Uh, uh, I, I'll do. I'll attempt to stretch it. I might have to put my feet out the window. Are these all pillows, or are they actually is there any duvet? What's in that? I don't know. Is that sort of emergency? Could be a sheet. Should we know what's in that? Tell us what's in there. Oh, oh, it's nice. It's, it's, it's washed. Yeah. What's that? It's a pair of slippers. Yeah. 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 Whatever slippers. <laughs> you don't need slippers. <laughs> you don't need sheets, Sean. You have to sleep in your clothes, you tart. Okay, that's it. That's is it, it is you still recording? Yeah, yeah more okay. later. Yeah, more later. Quick update. Uh, 
so the executive producer, head of football, because he, you know, management, they spot things like this. He yeah. spotted a lever around the side of the bench seat. Yeah. We pull it down to uh, to reveal a, a, a very nice bed. I mean, it, it looks firm, I'll be honest. Yeah, but it's, it's like George Clark's Amazing Spaces. Yeah. Or if you press another lever and a bowling alley comes out. Yeah. It's tremendous. <laughs> and we've got an Olympic-sized swimming pool in here as well. <laughs> and in the morning we get breakfast. But I'll talk you through the breakfast uh, menu later. I'm, I think Andy's going to have butt wheat with mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see that coming back. Anyway, yeah, so here we are. We're off. And, uh, well, we're not off. Well, we're not off. No, but the aircon don't work. But uh, anyway, apart from that, we got fruit, we got dry rolls, we got chocolate, boys. Look, we've got a bottle of chocolate each. And uh, bottles of water. And uh, I take it the buffet's about four miles away. It's the longest train I've ever seen. For more. Yeah. It's actually rather good. We uh, we bought the half bottle. We didn't get silly, did we? No. All things in moderation. It wasn't exactly cheap. No, it wasn't. No, we didn't. We're not spending more expensive than the ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're not spending silly money. Obviously, you know. And we, we did turn down the caviar. We know. did, which I thought was good of us. Yeah, we're not made of money. Yeah. <laughs> Big Alan wouldn't have done. Yeah, he'd have had a whole container. He of would have had a whole sturgeon <laughs> plopped in his carriage. Here we go then. Not still up. Not still up. I'm blimey, he broke the glass. Hello. That's good. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll come back to you when we finish the bottle. <laughs> right, now, uh, obviously we needed to ask a few questions when we got on the train, and we were after a, a drink, really, basically, let's be honest. Uh, Saturday night, and we're off duty. That's Sunday morning, well, <laughs> So I put it into the translator. Is there a bar where we can buy alcohol? Not a lot, but a few drinks. I didn't want them to think we were Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's banned from this train. Even though he's never been here, have his picture on every phone. Not allowed. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, yeah. You don't want to come across as a you know, trouble, no. did you? No, I'm just football really. hooligan because no. you look your type. I do really. Now the thing is, we've we've had a little bit of the vodka. They also brought some apple juice and some orange juice. Uh, for a screwdriver, as you said, John, there, but uh, I'm not sure you put apple while I wasn't looking you at mine. You prefer it neat, don't you? Well, I did. <laughs> when we look back on this <laughs> when Andy's sleeping on a park bench, we'll look back on this moment when he stopped turning up for work and grew a beard. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Okay, so screwdrivers it is. So, yeah, chocolate is what you're going for. Cheers, anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Half a bottle of vodka is now about, well, what we got there? About, about an eighth. About an eighth of a bottle of vodka. And um, we've tried it with apple juice, we've tried it with orange juice. Andy's been saying that I prefer my meat. <laughs> this is, it's quite strong. This is, this is not a good sign, is it, yeah. really? It's not, not really a good sign. It's, yeah, like you said, this could be the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> I, think, I think it could be. I mean, you're... You're, you're fairly bonkers when you're sober. So I mean, what's he going to be like? I don't, Andy. I don't think I've ever, in all the years that I've known you, I don't think I've ever really seen you come no. drunk. Because I'm, I'm a man who controls himself. Really? <laughs> Except for my temper and everything yeah, else. Yeah. And I'm not sure we can do anything with this, but I just it's like a, a rambling room. Really. <laughs> 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 and well, little did we know that later on in the trip, Andy would indeed get a taste for the vodka, and yeah, got a bit, uh, got a bit lively in got a bit bar. Aggressive, got a bit aggressive. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I brought uh, some home with me. I had, I had to stop drinking it. It, it had a disaffect on me that I was starting to get starting to get a bit, yeah. a bit chippy. I know. Really, well, it's a shame because it was nice. Okay, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was quality stuff. It was a bit like the hand gel we've been using, wasn't it? <laughs> but anyway, um, that was part one. Uh, believe it or not. Yeah. But uh, the second part contains a ghost story mm. and uh, more of the stuff that went on uh, on on the road, uh, well, on the track oh, yeah, between epic, epic Moscow journey. and St. Petersburg back in 2018. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
from TalkSport. Should we have a little look in Andy's bag? I think we've got oh, a couple yes. of minutes. Okay, uh, what's yeah. in Andy's bag? It's an occasional series. But, I mean, we couldn't do this with anybody else's bag because most people, it'd be pretty routine. I should move my headphones for this okay. session because I need to. But uh, Andy Jacobs has been known over the years. We do, we do this now and again. We spring it on him. Um, and I thought we might do one today, but because uh, he does have an eclectic <laughs> today is particularly bunch bonkers. of stuff in, in his bag. So what's in your bag today? Well, to Andy? start with, we have a, a half a bar of my extremely overpriced chocolate. How much is that a bar? That one, don't even ask. <laughs> about a tenner, apparently. About a tenner a bar. No. Is that one? A bit more? No, no, not more. Okay. Don't be stupid. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Half a dozen eggs. Half a dozen eggs from the Rookery Farm. Yeah, the place I found them, they had loads, but I resisted buying four dozen that I didn't need. Yeah, good. I just bought half just a dozen. Just buy half a dozen, that's yeah. right. It means uh, your old man can have half a dozen. Two croissants. Breakfast. Why have you got two croissants in one there? for breakfast tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. Why don't you buy them fresh? They're going to be sitting in a bag for about 18 hours. Well, well, I won't be able to buy them tomorrow. Uh, some asparagus. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Vital that you need, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. All the essentials. Yeah. Two avocados. Two avocados. Here we go. It's getting very middle class, this, isn't it? Yeah. No powdered soup <laughs> for him. Balsamic vinegar. Oh, balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Thank goodness the supplies are here. Yeah, good a news. A spare baseball cap. A spare baseball cap. Which, which team is that, Andy? Uh... St. Louis Browns, I think. Okay, yeah, old, yeah. It's one of the old school ones. A pair of headphones that look seen better days. They certainly have a pair of beats that look quite beaten up. Some coffee beans from Columbia. Nice, yeah. So yeah. I went into Borough Market and... Uh, oh, you, you had a bit of a spend-up, well, did you? a little bit. Yeah, Support was, the local stalls. Well, that's what I thought I'd do. Some anodine, uh, packet of anodine. I was going to say, basically, I was going to wrestle you to the ground if you had paracetamol. <laughs> well, it's got I'm paracetamol I'm going to mug you for it. He's aspirin and paracetamol. Okay, well, if you're looking for, if you're looking for pure... <laughs> If you're looking for the I good stuff, the mate, I can't help. I can't help you. You can't uh, find it for love nor money. I keep calm. I'm a Chelsea fan. That somebody gave me. That's right, which that is a nice Christmas. little um, cup. A I pair think. of spare glasses is like generation game, isn't it? It is really <laughs> the spare glass. Balsamic vinegar, yes. Scissors, yeah. Emodium, emodium, and scissors. A rubber. Uh, okay, yeah. And uh, an eraser, an eraser for uh, some of our listeners. Uh, an assortment <laughs> of pens. Some. Oh, some double-sided sellotape. Why have you got that? Why do you want I've that no for? Idea. Some uh, dental floss. Dental floss. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you need to floss. Okay, we're still going. That's right. <laughs> some more emodium. More emodium. You Blimey. never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. How much emodium can I make? When was the last time you went? About 1962. <laughs> oh, good look. That was probably why you remember that Greavesy documentary. <laughs> it was the last time you properly went to the toilet. What's that? <laughs> congestion relief. Spray. Okay. Good, okay, fair okay, enough. I'm That's nearly getting nasal it. congestion relief That's spray. Like a medical, but medical well, and food bag. You've got more it? pocket chandy. Yeah, 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 if you've just joined us, we're playing What's in Andy's Bag. Uh, I bet there's more emodium in there somewhere. Gel. I'll get six to one emodium. <laughs> uh, hand gel, hand gel, ran gel, he's hand in gel, there. Just some more dental floss. More okay, dental floss. floss do I need? Some uh, diarolite. If it's not one end, it's the other, isn't it? <laughs> really? <laughs> Diarolite and, and dental floss so and um, a piece of very expensive chocolate. Okay, another emodium. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> just get, you only need one or two. You you'd oh, get. That looks rank. Yeah, don't eat that chocolate. That's vintage chocolate. <laughs> it's, the, it's just lying loose at the bottom and of his bag. Look, the brush from a beard dye. I don't know how that got in there. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. That's there the we whole are. That's thing. That was the, this instalment of what's in Andy's what bag. Ridiculous. The, but just take one or two emodium, Andy. You've probably got about twenty there, and I mean, if you if you took two and it couldn't get you home, I'd just go straight to the hospital. <laughs> I agree. Because, you know, that would be No, no, I'm fine terrible. at the moment, as it happens. Good. Not, okay, that, well, that's, that. not that we really didn't need to know that. <laughs> you but didn't. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> just like going to your nans. I've been, I've been going. You're all right, nan. I've just had me dinner. Look, this is a very stressful job. <laughs> <laughs> I need these things. That's right. Okay, well, you could go at any minute and I'll make sure that's worth socially distancing for anyway. Yeah, it certainly is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, a lot of people would be hoping to go out and uh, sort of lighten the mood with a bit of comedy, but you can't do that at the moment because all the clubs are closed. And, of course, yeah. the festivals are a, a big thing for a, many of the comedians. Glastonbury Difficult for the comedians. I mean, there's no shortage of comedy and stand-up comedy on TV, on Netflix no. and things like that. You'll find plenty. But for the comedians themselves and for people who love the live experience, difficult. Yeah. Uh, joining us now to chat about that more, Palace fan, friend of the show, regular contributor Kevin Day. Good afternoon, Kev. Good afternoon. Yes, it's uh, it's look. I mean, uh, lots of people in different uh, walks of life are are, uh, are suffering at the moment. Lots and lots of them. But uh, the, the comedians have certainly been feeling, haven't they? 
yes, well, first of all, I've been more worried about you two because uh, how are you going to do the show if over 70s have to self-isolate? I think we'll just we'll be okay, just okay, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the fringe, in, I have to admit. <laughs> We're in, we're in a strange situation because mm. all I've been trying to do some research with my accountant, who's the most harassed man in the world anyway, because he's my accountant. But <laughs> we seem to, with all the help offered by the government in their kind of usual half-hearted way, we seem to fall between the cracks in terms of being able to get financial help. This is not, I'm not worried for myself because I think most of the TV works going ahead. But Ed, for example, my son Ed Knight, you know, he's supposed to be going to Melbourne, which was a, a big earner for him, and that's cancelled. Glastonbury's mm. cancelled, which he was doing. Um, so it is all a bit, it, it was a, a bit weird. I mean, on the scale of people affected by it, comedians are kind of yeah. down the line, really, to be perfectly honest, because most of us self-isolate anyway, because we're an anti-social bunch. We, we call it working from home. It just happens yeah. to coincide with the fact that there's a coronavirus going on. Even this club, the, cat, the yeah. cat's behaving right. I, I'm, the cat seems to have been picking up. She's behaving very strangely. If there are any pub vets out there, the cat has started to pretend to have a wee in the front room and not actually do one. She she looks like she's going to do one, and then she stares at us, and then she doesn't do it. She's like she's she's like she wants to get in on the, vi- the virus action, which is all very strange. <laughs> so, is, it, is there anything changed in the household that might get the cat acting strangely? I sound like an animal psychologist all of a sudden. Well, apart from the fact that there are four people terrified for the future of their livelihoods, no, nothing changed. Yeah. Do you think feeding off the ang- <laughs> feeding off the anxiety a, t- a bit? Possibly, yeah. Well, it's, uh, so I'm trying to be calm about it. I'm trying to be the old wise head, but. Uh, I do feel sorry for Ed because Ed, Ed was, he was so looking forward to going to the Melbourne Festival and they, they get so well treated over there and it's a big part of his, of his year. And, and yeah, I, I don't do much live comedy. Most of the, com- the live stuff I do is, is benefits, so I'm not actually missing out on hmm. live stuff. But, but yeah, my wife is a, is a, a, a theatre production manager, so she's missed out on... She's had three tours cancelled, so she's... She, we, yeah, we'll have issues down the line, but yeah, I think we're, we're more immune to it than others, really, so... The financial thing is a worry for all of us, but there are people who are far worse off than we are financially, and people that, you know, so I do, uh, it's it's people like the, my mate Ash, who runs the off license down the road, obviously he's my mate, he runs the off license, but (laughs) the only thing he talks about, the the only thing that he was, we've got a lot of Polish kids around here and Italian kids, and Mm. basically Ash, who's from Ethiopia, spends most of his time communicating with the Polish and Italian kids by talking about football. Yeah, and uh, at every level, and he's he's got nothing. To, the man's bereft. I'm having to buy extra wine from him just to keep him going. It's really honest. good. It's very selfless. I'm a living saint. You'd be amazed what I won't do to help <laughs> yeah. that man in job license. It's, it, it's, it is strange. Do you know, a friend of mine made the point yesterday. People, there are people who don't like sport. This is what their life is like all the time. <laughs> what, a, what a dreadful thought that for some people, this what we're going through now. Like, it's it's a, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you can. You can go about the theatre. If you tell me I can't go to see another play again, I'll be disappointed. But you know, if you tell me I'd never see another football match, my God, yeah. I don't know what I do. Because at the moment, we're all talking. We're getting. We've got enough to talk about by saying we haven't got anything to talk about. But in a week's time, when we really haven't got anything to talk about, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we haven't. I'm none, I haven't got anything in common with my mates. I don't know what else we could talk about. <laughs> it's, I think you're right. It will test some friendships. You'll see what friendships mm. are built on because when there isn't that that subject when there isn't sport to talk about you'll see if there was much more depth to it after all it could break up friendships you mean we're going to be found out i think we are well it just basically i mean we don't talk about much else do we i might end up hating you (laughs) well what are you going to talk what we're men what we're going to talk about emotions it's like my wife says that's one of the reasons she she likes me going to football because she she just loves the idea that uh, you know me and 15 men who i've known for a long time talk the same nonsense in the yeah. same pub for the, before each football game and so like, hmm. that's that's something i'm really going to miss on 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 saturday i really worry the pub we go into before this is a serious point by the way i don't know, I know again it's alcohol related but the pub we drink in before palace games is a, is a tiny pub it relies on match day income it's like many local economies rely on football incomes and, sure. and you kind of feel that you want to go Round there to show solidarity, but apparently we're not allowed to. But yeah, I'd, I'd be bereft at the thought if that pub wasn't there after we finished, you know. But yeah, we're, we're all we'll find something to work. We won't find something to talk about. We just won't bother seeing each other until <laughs> this football. We, we we were chatting to Giles Regan yesterday, and it was a pub uh, I think in Manchester that said that we are opening. He said, "Why not come along and see us on St Patrick's Day, and uh, you can judge us for opening, and we can judge you for turning up." So I mean, there is a, <laughs> there is a bit of a feeling like that at the moment, isn't there? 
Well, I, th- I th- do you know what? In, in all seriousness, I think in two weeks' time, people are going to be saying, well, hang on a second, why are we still doing this? I, my, my view is, and I, I, I said this in the podcast the other day, and people criticised me for being irresponsible, but I wasn't. I, what I was trying to say is that if... If you're if you're sat, if, you, if you're taking reasonable precautions and you're satisfied you haven't been in contact with somebody who's got it, then why can't we go to the pub, even if we sit a yard away from each other and have a pint there, and try and help local economies? Because I think it's important to help the local economy as much as you can. But and and, I, and I'm not encouraging 50 people to turn up in a flash mob and defy the virus. But I think yeah. we need to life needs to go on as much as possible. Well, I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I mean, think you know, yeah. if, if there's a government edict and you know that is the only way to get rid of it is to lock down for a couple of weeks that is what we're going to have to do you know we're all in it together you know so but i I absolutely agree but the government should then have said that those places have to shut Mm. yeah absolutely. i think it's it's the worst it's the worst possible environment for most places because you say you say to people you can't go to the pub but then you don't force the pubs to shut so they don't get the benefit of compensation or insurance i know most people aren't insured for this anyway but it's it's it seems harsh to say to the pubs, well, you can still... In, in, in every other country, they've just said, no, you're all shut, you shut down, that's it, and people don't have the choice. There's a pub, I should tell you this, Kevin, there's a pub landlord, I was reading about him this morning in Stockport, yeah. Cheshire, who's basically staying open, and what he does, when the customers come in, he takes their temperature, he's got a temperature gun. Right, OK. And if yeah, it's a great of, idea. If you've got no, the only trouble with that, there's a flaw in that, isn't it? Because you can be infectious without knowing you've got it. But yeah, anyway, that, that does yeah. avoid people who have got temperatures coming into the pub, but that's his method. Your yeah. club's been doing their bit today, uh, haven't they? There was a statement from the club, wasn't there, about uh, a payment of staff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, uh, it, it's it's going to be very interesting for, for football clubs. I think Premier League clubs are uh, probably immune to whatever happens for how long it takes. So. Mm. There is a worry, of course, for clubs further down the scale because the further down the, the pyramid you get, and then into non-league football, those, those clubs do actually rely on match day income. So there will be issues uh, for them, and hopefully, Premier League clubs will take a responsibility and help out smaller clubs in their in their area. But yes, it's, it's encouraging to see Palace do that because the foundation had to, to basically close its doors yesterday at, at a time when vulnerable people in South London need help more than any other time when the foundation had to close its doors and Steve Parrish has already reassured us that they, you know, the club will do everything they can to make sure that stays a viable concern but it's um, They do it, a great it, job too we saw uh, when we did the London Football Awards I think they won Yes Yeah they did yeah. brilliant work yes, they we did, yeah. yeah well they did the foundations at every club do brilliant jobs and that's, mm. that's it, it is a difficult situation for yeah I've the Price of Football podcast that we do, Kieran has identified 10 or 12 teams in League One and League Two that were, you know, potentially were, were struggling anyway. And this could be this could be a tipping point, which is why I do think it's important because you know, the EFL and the Premier League itself aren't a wash of money. It's the Premier League clubs that have the money and they can certainly afford to, to, to finance football at a lower level while this, all this is going on. And then, of course, you've got the problem of how you how you finish the competition as well. I, I got into a very bizarre conversation with a bloke on Sunday who said, well, if what we do, the only fair thing to do is you, you divide the number of points that each team have got by the number of games and then you give them those points for the rest of the season. And I pointed out to him that that would mean we'd be exactly the same as where we are now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but then he, got, he made a good point because he said, no, Villa have got two games in hand. So it's, I, I do, again, that's, we're all experts on what the, the Premier League are going to do tomorrow. I, I think that somehow they have to find a way of finishing the competition. I can't. Yeah, I think they whatever, think that too. Yeah. Well, I think whatever outcome, Andy, they're going to need to find the outcome that has the least legal ramifications because whatever happens clubs will you know if, if they say right the season stops now then Leeds and West Brom are going to sue them it's as simple as that you know if, if, if they say the season stops now and Villa get relegated Villa will sue them. so but whatever yeah. the outcome I can't see clubs not taking legal action Even if so I think the only the fair way to, yeah sure exactly yeah the only fair way to do it is to, is to if, even if it's behind closed doors and even if it takes until September is to find a way of finishing the season somehow I mean you, you can get rid of the cup competitions fair enough but you need to finish the season I think that's the only fair way to do it. You can't say to Liverpool, you, you're not winning the Premier League this year because there is no Premier League. That really, it would be funny, but it wouldn't be fair. No, it would be completely unfair. You mentioned there, Kevin, at the start of the show that uh, your TV work's still going on. So things like, have I got news for you? They're going to be, I don't know if it's on at the moment, but is that going to be recorded? Well, we've we've seen, a, I mean, so EastEnders have mm-hmm. closed production, a number of other things I know are, are sort of falling by the wayside. Studios aren't opening for audience shows. So there's a, there's a bit going on. Stuff is being closed down for a while, isn't it? 
Well, at the, at the moment, if I got news for you, it's definitely going ahead, um, right. and I think I think that is the plan because you know because things like this morning are still going ahead. Yeah, live TV shows are still going ahead. I, I think uh, I think it's important within the limits of you know hygiene and safety and sure. responsibility that if they can go, yeah, you know, it's it's quite possible there won't be an audience, but or it might only be an audience of thirty people. But I I think you know TV companies are taking sensible precautions. So. I'd be surprised if I got news for you didn't go ahead. I'd, and also very disappointed because, you know, it's already been pointed out if it doesn't, the contract, you know, normally if a TV show's cancelled, you'll get paid if you sign the contract. But mm. in these circumstances, we, yeah. we probably wouldn't be, which would be... And we need we need stuff like that. We need shows like that, you know, at a time like this, I think. It's important. Well, I think the, the production, Hattrick, the production company, make it very much... Think it's their job. Ian Hislop very much thinks it's his job to be a, a voice that holds the government and the authorities to to account. And I, I think that's that will be the theory that even if it's in an you know an empty studio with only two camera people and, and you know four four cast and crew, then yeah. it, it will still go ahead. I'd be surprised if it didn't go ahead. To be honest, and at the moment, I don't see there's any reason why it shouldn't. You know, because news they're not going to shut down news companies. No. They're not going to shut down radio companies. You, people need information. Yeah. And also, people need diversion as well. Which sure. Is, um, which, you know, and uh, the, the theatre thing's strange, and it's like my dad points out: theatre stayed open all the way through the Blitz, pretty much. And so yeah, yeah. His his generation are kind of baffled by it all. But it's, we're all mm. we're all experts, but we know nothing. It's like <laughs> normally it's about football that we're experts and we know nothing, but yeah. we all think we know better than somebody else about what's going on, and it's changing on a daily basis. Absolutely. So it's, uh, well, Kev, it's, it's living through history, but I don't it, think it, he wants to live through. It's like that Chinese proverb, it's a curse, isn't it? May you live in interesting times. So I'd really rather not live in interesting yeah, times. Exactly. Today, right? We're all with you on that. Kev, good to talk to you. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. And you too, boys. Bye-bye now. Kevin Day, Price Football uh, podcast that he does, Ken, is very, mm. very uh, entertaining. So uh, we, we, we recommend that. And good to hear, uh, I Got News For You continues. I was watching an American show in real time with Bill Maher last week and they had a lockdown in their studio and he did it to the crew, effectively. They really? had the crew and the writers. Yeah, well, and he must. got a couple of laughs from uh, <laughs> gags and he was saying, you sycophants. You know, the, the people there written the gags who were laughing. And John Oliver, who's, John's popped in the studio over the years, hasn't he, with Andy yeah. Zortzman. John's got his last week tonight show in, in the States on HBO, and he just basically uh, had a, did a non-audience show completely about the virus last week, and uh, and, and it was brilliant. So anyway, uh, that sort of thing's going to happen. I say East End is closing down for a while, but oh, I got news uh, for you continues. As do we, as does Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I think we're going to head back to Moscow now in uh, the oh, summer yes. of 2018 for the World Cup. We've been uh, digging stuff out of the archive. We brought you part one in the uh, oh, last I hammered in show. part one. I can't wait to yeah, do Andy, it. Was Andy, like Andy part bought a bottle of vodka to drink <laughs> on the train and um, uh, yeah, say so Andy, not much of a drink and I think it went straight to his He got a bit giggly, didn't you? I did, not like yeah. him. No way, he's like me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we continue the journey now. Uh, it's the overnight sleeper. Uh, between Moscow and St Petersburg, and uh, well, I think I think we we just we just post we just post vodka now. I can't, <laughs> I can't completely remember, but here it all is. <laughs> laid on quite a spread here in the carriage. That's one way of putting it. Uh, we've got a bar of chocolate. Yeah, it's not which bad. Is, it's not quite uh, not as good bad. as my it's chocolate. A, it's a special <clears throat> limited edition railway chocolate with a pitch on a train on it. It's quite yeah. nice. And there are four rolls. Yeah. Um, there's no it's butter, spongy. jam or anything. Basically, it's just four rolls, four dry rolls. I like a dry roll, man. I can't think at which point overnight, maybe about three or four in the morning when I wake up. <laughs> So about three or four vodkas. I, I bet you go for one. I really fancy that as a nice dry roll. At <laughs> what point do you get the munchies that bad? And of course so, we have got the, we mentioned it earlier, the plate, plate of fruit. Yeah. yeah, the apple, as John noted, uh, it's, it's quite brown, isn't it? Fairly brown, really. Yeah, there's three grapes, four slices of orange and about six slices of brown apple. So, and it's under cellophane wrapping. It's, um, yeah. I was going to go in, but I've, I've been put off. <laughs> I've been put off by the sight of it first off. So, um, well, I tell you what, once again, uh, there's a big... Oh, yeah. Staff are lovely, aren't they? 
the guy who came round, who's, who's sort of waiting on, lovely fella, Tremendous, and yeah. uh, the lady who's uh, who's at the front of the carriage showing us in. Yeah. Lovely lady. She was very nice, and I, I used the translator, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, yeah, she seemed to. She got quite into actually speaking into it and sort of telling us that we've got porridge in the morning at seven thirty. I can't hardly wait. The people actually have, are really solid, aren't they? Yeah, I've been they are. Most nice. impressed, really. us and while away the hours as we travel through the Russian night. Yeah, you've chosen some <laughs> things to play us. I've got some old John Arler, that's marvellous, yeah. and uh, Henry Cooper doing Billy Goat's Gruff. Yeah. Do you want to play a little bit of that to the boys and girls? <laughs> yeah, just to can... give us a flavour of what we yeah, just had, sort of a whole ten press minutes. Play. Press play. Press play. Press play. Press play. Frightened across the bridge, but they long to eat some of that lovely green grass on the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The After amateur while, grass is the amateur grass. I can't imagine Anthony Joshua doing this. I can't imagine him getting a phone call from Eddie Hearn saying, Yeah, Anthony, can you come in and do a reading of Billy Goat's Gruff? Because obviously that's the expectation when you're the world heavyweight champion. <laughs> it does seem slightly unlikely. Yeah, to but be um, uh, our producer, John, has just said, You don't realise we're going across rural Russia listening to Henry Cooper. Reading the Billy Goat's Gruff. I did play a bit of John Arlott from his wonderful. Yes, that makes perfect sense, <laughs> doesn't it? How Very much going, in keeping with what's going on. to cricket. So uh, I did promise you that I would tell any a ghost story. And uh, I've got one for you. Okay. As far as I know, this is true. This comes from a very reliable source, a person who's not a fantasist. And uh, it was uh, somebody my mum knew. It was uh, her son. And he worked He worked for what they used to call in the old days the gas board, which, of course, <laughs> changed. And he just put a kind of torch under my chin to in- accentuate, accentuate the nature of the story. So... Working for the gas board, they were called out to do a service on a boiler. And uh, they knocked on the door of a house and uh, couldn't get an answer. And suddenly, from uh, the top window in the house, an old lady said, they're not here, they're at the funeral. And they said, OK, no problem, love. Uh, we'll uh, make another appointment. And sure enough, they went back uh, and they called again and made another appointment and went back about three weeks later and uh, they said well sorry we miss you the other week but um, we understand you're at the funeral and the couple whose house it was said well how, how do you know that they said well the old lady upstairs shouted down to us and the couple looked at each other and said that's who we were burying it's quite spooky, I have to say. All right. Yeah, what was their You're name? You're not going to sleep now. <laughs> no, not really. You're not going to sleep. Really. I don't know. What do you mean, I, what was their name? <laughs> I don't actually. It's not the way ghost I, stories I end. Didn't, I didn't know, so I couldn't care less, basically. <laughs> don't, be, don't mean to be heartless. But explain that, Andy. Explain that now. Well, presumably the, the ghost of the woman was at the window. Well, that's not an explanation. <laughs> presumably the... Well, tell me what happened. Presumably the ghost of the woman was at the window. She shouted down. Is that a rational explanation? Yeah, well, you know, if you believe in poltergeists... He's not a poltergeist. Ian Poltergeist. <laughs> Welcome back to the train uh, after, uh, I'd say, a broken night's kip. I mean, we, we sort of heads down about half two, didn't we? Lightweight. And then um, it's now, what, woke up about quarter seven. Um, obviously, you're on a train, so as other trains go past, it does tend to wake you up with a start. And it's a touch bumpy. But, uh, you know, got a bit of kip. Yeah, also it tends to wake you up when the curtain rail collapses yeah. and the curtain's oh, end up. Well, I went. I went to pull the curtains, but they're basically on. They're on a bamboo pole, so I pulled them and I pulled them down. But I've got previous for that all over the world. It's very much a party piece of mine. Bit oh, heavy head. Bamboo hand. pole. <laughs> you like that? As long as you don't finish the song, you like that. Um, <laughs> so breakfast. Yeah, breakfast arrived. It's a. A kind of vanilla-filled croissant called Seven Days. Andy thinks that's how long it lasts in the packaging. Yeah, um, a nice plain yogurt. There's nothing wrong with that. 
It wasn't a bad experience, was it? No, the thing about it is, I mean, it was billed as the party train, and I say apart from us, but laugh, it wasn't really a party train. There may be a, some sensational party going on at the other end of the train, but we couldn't have been bothered to... It's a very long train. It's about a mile long, as it felt like that, anyway. It's a very long train, so, I mean, you're gonna, if you're going to walk a mile, find out there's no party anywhere, it just seemed to be basically full of tourists, didn't it, really? So, uh, anyway... Um, what an experience, and I've never slept on a train before. You had, hadn't you? Yeah, the Scotland. This was relatively comfortable. We had very enjoyable. Not too bad. Well done, everybody. There we are. Um, Why was Tom Waits on the trip? I don't know. My voice. Yeah, the voice. The vodka had taken this effect on you, hadn't oh, it? Yeah. You can't be a very deep voice. Yeah, it was um, very funny. So Moscow, St. Petersburg. It's, it is a fun way to do it. If you ever, it's a good trip. That if you ever get uh, oh, when yeah. things when things uh, do settle down. Um, and it's getting it's getting easier to I think to, to get sort of tourist visas to Russia. To be honest, it was. I did prefer the three hour journey the next day. Yeah, on a I mean train. you don't have to do eight hours on a sleeper. You can do it. This is a sort of three hour forty five minute sort of uh, very fast mm. train, which is a lovely train. Yeah. Um, but they're both brilliant cities, and they're both worth taking in. And you could do the two in a nice little five day break, can oh, you? Yeah. Once you've got your visa, as we said, visas are getting a little bit easier to get hold of. Well, they certainly were uh, until recently. So anyway, there we are. So, um, we may delve into the archives. We have a few bits and pieces we, we're going to play. Um, some great old refocuses where we went through Q&A's mm. old shoot-in focus pieces with famous players, so we'll, we'll dig a few of those. That bring a few classic clips along the way as well. We never played that one. We had Bumble on earlier on. We never played the clip, did we? Should we play it now? Yeah, we might. It's well. an old favourite. We, we spoke to uh, David Lloyd uh, a little bit earlier on, and we can't ever speak... To uh, it's his seventy third birthday today, and we can uh, never really speak to Bumble without thinking of uh, the time that uh, old mate Jeff Boycott introduced him on Talk Sport. Right, uh, David Lloyd, I have on the phone, David. <laughs> David. <laughs> oh dear. Never mind. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Did, when, did, did you drink much vodka now, or have you got? No, out no, no. I had to stop. I had to give away that one I brought back from Russia because you felt it was totally starting to affect me. Something you didn't like. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Bad news, right, isn't it? It's always saw a little flavour of that you there. So did. anyway, <laughs> we return uh, tomorrow. Uh, keep safe. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for uh, yes. Well, uh, what was I going to say? Um, thanks we'll, for listening. That's yeah, it. thanks for listening. That's, I've got nothing. I've, thanks for listening. Really, is as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah, so, it. thanks for doing that, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four PM on Talk Sport. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 